0: The Money Show. The markets, And on to our market commentator, Arthur Karras, this evening. He's a portfolio manager of Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group on the line to us from Cape Town on a, a positive day for the JSE, but a day where the currency, Arthur Karras, gave up quite a lot of ground.
1: I think that the currency has been quite strong. So if you if you take where we were a year ago... I think it's It's reflecting a relatively good recovery prospect for South Africa. And on a day-to-day basis, you're going to expect us to you know, bounce up and down, but definitely stronger than or much stronger than what we were a year ago.
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, still better than 20 to the pound, 17 to the euro and 14 to the dollar. Uh, I would have taken it a year ago. I should accept it now. Um, a nice recovery in banks and, and, and insurers, nice recovery in retail. Those are the the stellar sectors of the
1: moment, anyway. We're very much in a phase right now where people are, are buying um, what SA, um, and, and uh, uh, SA Incorporated, the, the banks, the retailers. These companies are coming out with reasonable results. They're showing us a path out of the pandemic um, the, the, the local economy being supported by low interest rates, by consumers that are not as heavily burdened as, as what they have been at some points in the past. Um, the, if you've kept your job in the last 12 months, you probably haven't been able to spend money on travel. But potentially, you haven't driven to work as much as what you have in the past. All of that money is there to be spent, and we've already seen that in things like uh, the lower end of the property market picking up, and we expect that as things move forward, Retailers will do better, banks will start to lend again, and especially in the case of the banks, they've got all those large provisions that they tucked away some time ago that they'll be able to start reducing those in the months ahead.
0: Yeah, and that's coming through very, very nicely. Also today, um, Alexander Forbes says, uh, I think it's now completely out of insurance. It sold guard risk a while back and today selling its uh, retail life insurance business, 100 million rand. It's not a vast amount of money in market terms. Uh, but does this change the, the future for Alexander Forbes bulk up some of them a little bit?
1: It was a it was very much a, a, a business with a, a number of different um, financial services businesses. Um, in addition to the businesses that that it's retaining in in um, employee benefits and in multi management, it also had the the the, the, um, the businesses that you just referred to, as well as the large short term insurance broking business. These businesses are quite different in terms of the economics, in terms of how they function, in terms of the amount of capital that they require. So, the current management team is saying we're going to focus in on the specific part of the business that we like the most, um, and we're going to shed the other parts of the business. Um, it helps that it's got a willing a buyer and partner through ARC and some number the convoluted line there, I think, um, that likes these businesses and can use it to bulk up their existing business. And it makes um, Alexander Forbes. A much more focused business, which I think investors definitely like, but also makes it better for management. It means that they're they're driving one particular kind of business, and they think that they've set themselves up now with a cleaner business, strong balance sheet, and potentially can bulk that business up. It can be really interesting because Alexander Forbes has been
0: sort of neither fish nor fowl for a long time, and I think has struggled with its identity. And this certainly does focus it a, a lot more, which is a, a piece of good news. Also, twelve months ago, I wouldn't have believed for a moment that Sassel would be at two hundred and forty rand, and um, you know they've been doing an awful lot right in the last eight, nine months or so. They, they,
1: they, they have. I mean, I, I think that they've been they've been at the mercy of this very long project that they've been at in the u.s um which which really isn't it's not a bad concept they're building it in the right place it's got access to cheap feedstocks, but it just took way too long to build it and something that i remember from my corporate finance studies a long time ago is that every year that the project takes longer every additional 10 percent that it costs to build the plant the, the less financially viable it becomes. And this plant stretched out for significantly longer than expected and cost an enormous amount more. So that, that really hurt the company. That's now behind it. The plant's built. It's coming on stream. They sold part of it to fix the balance sheet. And what Sassel benefits from now is much higher chemical prices, much higher oil prices. So it finds itself in a much stronger position than was in a year ago when we were effectively wondering when they were going to announce uh, their rights issue.
0: Yeah, and they didn't, and they've managed to avoid that. And I think it's uh, kudos to Fleetwood Grobler, who and his team at, at Sassel, who have certainly pulled. Um, the, the company back from the brink of having to uh, really take some very, some very, very big punishment or deliver very big punishment uh, to their shareholders. And there's quite a lot of controversy around process at the moment and NASPARS and, and management of, of NASPARS. People are getting very, very nasty about sort of the commentary around the management of NASPARS and the accusation that um, their motives for the, the changes that they're proposing at NASPARS are entirely self-interest, uh, driven by self-interest, and they are acting more in sort of self-interest than the interests of shareholders. Your perspective on the complexity around NUSBAT at the moment?
1: Well, management's been quite forthcoming. They're, they're quite willing to discuss these issues and engage on them. Um, so it's not been a um, it, it, it's been a I think a fair discussion with management for, for most investors. But I think you can't forget the fact that um, that the company has got a dual share. Uh, class structure, both here and in the Netherlands, in process, which means effectively there's a small group of people that control the company, and while the shareholders can vote against something and they can show their displeasure, and management is starting to react to that kind of um, that kind of displeasure in, in the likes of something like executive pay, um, they still don't actually need to listen to investors. They can simply continue on their path. You know, you add that to the issues that uh, that NASPAS faces, Nasdaq faces being that. The uh, the the company is valued by the market at a significant discount to its add up value, and you then end up with a problem. And management's trying to fix that problem. And it's offered a number of um, it's offered a number of uh, solutions for it. None of these have worked. Lifting process in the Netherlands has not n- narrowed the discount. Um, you know, and they've now announced a, a a transaction that is very complicated, and um to understand, but it also adds additional layers of complexity to the company through, um, through cross-holdings and the like. And management's response to this is that they need to do this in order to maintain control of the business in South Africa for tax purposes, and this is the only way that they can deal with uh, with the issues at hand, um, but it's not having an impact. Um, so they've been forced to re-engage with the market and try and explain to investors why this Is a good transaction, which on the surface of it, no one can really see. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Thank you very
0: much, Arthur Karras. Arthur Karras is our uh, portfolio manager at Old Mutual. He's tonight's market commentator.